0: Yo, what's going on, everybody? I almost just messed up our intro uh, because my brain is foggy from the past weekend, but it is 9 p.m. Wednesday night, and it's your boys, Mike and Mish, with the Mike and Mish show. What's going on, Mike?
1: Man, it feels so good to be back. Can you believe we're back
2: after that weekend? I'm surprised I'm not even alive still.
0: I can't even believe that we're alive. You know what I mean? You know, there's there's some weekends that almost take you out. You know what I'm saying? And um, this past weekend was one of those ones that was just too crazy to even fathom that we were a part of. It was absolutely insane. But we are back. We're going to talk about that during the show tonight. We got three guests on deck. We got the main event from BKFC 42 kicking off the show. Tony Loco Soto will be here in a minute. We're going to follow him up with another 145-er who will be on that BKFC 42 card, taking on Trevor Loken, the man himself, Brandon Superman Allen. We'll follow up Tony, and then we will round out the show with the knockout of the night winner from BKFC 41. Seven seconds, second fastest knockout in BKFC history, Dylan Weinmiller will uh, round out the show for us tonight. Let's... Shout out our sponsors real quick and then get to Tony. Here we go.
1: Norcom Mortgage and Michael Mish are delivering the American dream to those who serve America, helping veterans obtain the dream of home ownership. They offer programs that include no money down, no first time home buyer requirement, 100% cash out refinances, rehab loans. They can help you purchase a home, purchase a condo, refinance an existing mortgage. Create a dream home with Rehab Loan. To learn more, visit www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call
0: 860-884-2103. One, Mike, man, I'll tell you right now, Mike actually messaged me earlier today, and we're talking to um, guys about BKFC, BKFC, uh, 42 tonight which is taking place in south carolina and mike says guys i'm licensed in georgia texas tennessee kentucky north uh, new york new jersey pennsylvania virginia north carolina south carolina florida and all of the new england areas so if you live in any of those regions including the state that we're about to go to and you need to buy a house or refinance your house hit up mike the guy's the man Do uh, it. God bare God. knuckle corn snacks, hit up bare dot com. Go to their Instagram, follow them, buy some of their tasty popcorn treats. Maybe we'll even give some of them out today. And our last sponsor, once again, this dude just straight up cleaned house at BKFC 41. He was posting his bet tickets. BK Bet Shark. Go follow him on Instagram. Follow him. On all his bet cards, because Dude. BK Bet Shark took home seven K plus
1: seven seven second seven
0: second knockout for de- Dylan seven thousand
1: dollars seven
0: thousand dollars in his his bank account after that night, unbelievable. And hey, before we bring Tony on, I want to tell everybody, I want you to share the shit out of this, share, share it up to all share, your friends share, because share, 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 share. in a few minutes, Tony's going to help us give away two tickets to BKFC forty two in Greenville, South Carolina which he is main uh main eventing headlining the big beautiful poster here we go here's our boy Tony luko Soto what's up, what's up what's up gentlemen there he is there, there he is, is. You hey, know, how you doing Tony you're creeping up on most reoccurring guests we have on the show which proves that you're one of our favorite people what's happening brother
3: ah you know man just training for this upcoming fight I'm really excited for uh you know, I've never put any so much into something as I have into this fight. So I can't wait, man. I just can't wait. You're only a week away, man.
0: We've Ooh. been seeing, you've been posting all the, the training videos <laughs> and pictures and gym, bathroom selfies. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, dude, you look like you're in incredible shape. And I'm going to say your, your speed, you look like you're throwing with incre- incredible speed and power right now when you're popping the bag
3: yeah um for this this time around i've had a lot more time to train i've uh some things you know like, like i've said in every other podcast we have after all my fights i'm my biggest critiquer i'm my biggest you know unfan i watch how i can beat myself what i do wrong what i do right how can i fix it and i mean that's what allows me to get better get faster get stronger and i just don't stop bro i just keep going that's it
0: Bigger, stronger, faster. Bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah, good documentary, by the way, if anybody wants to learn about steroids. Go uh, check it. No, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Not you. Not you. The bigger, stronger, faster thing. That's about steroids.
3: Oh, Oh, shit. All all I eat is fruit and fucking meat. Fruit and meat. That's it. All I
1: eat is fruity pebbles, my friend.
0: (laughs)
3: Yeah, you look like a fucking fruity pebble.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Dude, you were supposed to fight – Um, we saw you in Myrtle Beach, right? Was it Myrtle Beach? We saw you in Myrtle yeah, Beach. German. Came out with the king, with the crown and the robe. The king of the awesome. Carolinas. The king of the Carolinas. We saw you. You were supposed to fight – was it Mar that you were supposed to fight down there? Yeah, Josh Mar, a little guy. That fell through. You ended up fighting uh, Wy- Wayne Reed or Wanya, Wanya Reed. Reed. W-
1: Wanya Reed.
3: He's a nice guy too, man. Um,
1: you know – he didn't get to fight this past weekend. Yeah,
3: he was actually. I actually reached out to him. I, I've seen he was in a car wreck and yeah, you know, was Had, pretty, head pretty, on, right? Head yeah, on collision. Pretty, pretty bad. Him and his family. You know, my my prayers go out to them. And I reached out and said, if he needed anything, any help with anything. You know, like at the end of the day, we can talk all this shit. We can fight, but it's it's a sport. We all gotta have each other's back. And you know, yeah. it's a hurt sport. We're all we're all in here. We're all in here together. We all bleed together. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's too bad for him, man. Because. uh he stepped in to fight you on like like a week's notice or something. No, like that. it was it was I believe 13 days? days thirteen. Was it thirteen? All right. Well, either way, it was a short notice <laughs> fight. So he stepped in. They threw him a ball and give him another fight on one of the biggest in on the biggest card in Bare Knuckle history. And unfortunately for him, that fell through. Yeah. But dude, you were supposed to fight Mar. You ended up fighting Reed. You get the win. You looked impressive again. You had been posting things about. You know, people that you wanted to fight, one of them just happened to fight Saturday night against Eddie Alvarez, Chad Mendez. That went out the window. But dude, Tyler Good John pops on. How did the the Tyler Good John?
3: Okay, <clears throat> so originally I was supposed to fight Tom Shul. Everybody in the middle of the knows it was, this was supposed to be the fight that I wanted before I even stepped in there. I was supposed to fight Tom if Something happened where that did not happen. So, you know, with that being said. I personally wanted to fight Brian Durant. Um, I see he's still not cleared. I walked up to him face to face. Whoever was there, and he knows I did. Right after my fight, we went face to face. Go-Go came while he was warming up. I said, nah, 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 this ain't gonna get like that, but I'm gonna let him know. And I told him how I feel. I also told his manager how I felt. And that still didn't go through. Um, So there was a bunch of other names that we put out there. Tyler Goodjohn was a name that we put out maybe like two fights ago. Um, I bet, I I mean, I, I guess his fight did not happen at the Delray beach. So apparently, you know, the way I look at it, Florida guys get what the fuck they want. And even though he's from London, he's been in Florida. So I guess he made some phone calls and Nate shook, you know, gave him what he wanted. it. And I'm right here, baby. So let's get
0: it. Can you remind me, who was he supposed to fight on the Delray card? Cause I don't even. Well, remember. apparently
3: I know all the behind the scenes stuff. Um, I don't think it was put out there, so I'm not going to put it out there, but. Oh. uh yeah he he uh he was supposed to fight somebody that I fought. You can probably put that one together and right, we'll uh,
0: figure that out.
3: I think that guy was just being a bitch, but
0: yeah <laughs> oh, so you, a, you a and bitch. you so it's you know a that fun, good- yeah.
3: who is this guy? yeah, he's a fucking bitch listen like, like <laughs> all, all all these people, all this let's know who
1: this guy is what all is these
3: this? guys talk. Even people who were within the organization, work within the org- organization, say, oh, he's only fought debuts. This is bullshit. My first fight, I was a debut. I fought uh, the beard guy, uh, Sykes. And then my second fight, I fought Mafia. Sykes is good. Yeah. Sykes is good. I don't... It, and then it was one... We were both one and oh. I fought him. I destroyed him. Then I was supposed to fight... Uh, I don't remember who the fuck I was supposed to fight. And then they gave me this guy, uh, uh, that weird Mexican kid who said that I poisoned his water and whatever. Moreno.
0: Was yeah. it Moreno? Was Moreno? I don't know. Yes, something? Josh, the kid yeah. you threatened that you, yeah, you threatened yeah, to yeah. fuck his so, dog. Yeah. yeah he told the me that
3: I, I show. He, he sent me a message saying I poisoned his water and he had, I was like, bro, you're, God bless, bro. Keep it moving. Um, he drank his
1: dog's water. What happened? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you poisoned the dog's water.
3: I would never. I would never. You it's know,
1: unbelievable. I, why the hell would anybody? I ever would never. Why, why would the they? E- why would he ever say that you poisoned his water? And what the hell is this? What is this? Some 007 Bro. shit? Like what? That? I, what are you sneaking around? Fucking what? Then the I was hell supposed was to people?
3: fight. Then I was supposed to fight that Josh Mara guy. But Eesh. I think they were putting that guy to die because I would. I would have murdered him. And. uh. That didn't fall through. So they put me against an amateur who was a... Well, he was pro, but he had an amateur background of 33 and 3. He was an Olympic trial boxer. That's the stuff they don't tell you. You know, and, and a lot of people don't realize when you come into these fights, when there's no footage, those are the most dangerous fights. You don't know how this person reacts when they get hit, how they come at you. So you really got to... You, you get into those kind of fights and you kind of got to learn as you go. You got to really get your uh, your fight IQ going. But see, now me going over good, John, I know what to expect. I expect a war. I expect a battle. I expect a fight. I expect to fucking lay this guy down. I plan on being the first person to put him down. So I'm ready. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm ready to watch this.
3: (laughs) He's been a pretty, like, for
1: lack of a better word, like a dense guy. Like, he will not go down. You know, you you, you can hit this dude a million times. You know, you see the fights. You've watched him. He is a guy that just continuously comes forward. So you know this is going to be an exciting fight. You just know it. He's a game guy you know what yeah, do you think yeah. the excuses will be if you go in there and take them out what do you think the excuses are gonna be
3: listen at the what end could of the what day, could someone possibly say no matter what people hate to see you winning and that's a fact that I'm coming to terms with people hate to see you win they want to prey on your downfall so no matter what happens I can beat him and they're gonna say oh well, he's coming off two losses okay great what do I have to do to prove that I'm trying to trying and going to be the world's best. What what do I have to prove? And that's absolutely nothing because what I know that I have in my heart, that I have nothing to prove to none of these motherfuckers, bro. I go out there, I've went through adversity in my first bare knuckle fight, broke my hand in the first 40 seconds. I fought this dude in fucking New Mexico got my nose broken in the first round. I fucking I just keep going forward and I keep walking forward. There's nothing I have to prove, bro. I'm surprised I even made it this fucking far. I went to trials to see if I get a bone. I didn't get the bone. I got the whole buffet, and now I'm here. So let's let's go. I don't. know do <laughs>
0: did you ever did you ever think that this Brooklyn boy now living in the Carolinas was going to be suffering from Tom Brady syndrome? <laughs> That's what it's called, you know. Everyone um, hates Tom Brady. Why? Because he did nothing but fucking win his entire career. Everyone just hates his ass. Why? That's why, because he's not a bad dude. He not do any. Him. He has no reason other. to other. He has no other reason to hate him other than the fact that like he fucking has a a, a supermodel wife and good looking kids and all this shit, and, and he wins Super Bowls and just everyone just hates his fucking guts. So and, and I, congratulations I, for having.
3: I appreciate you. that, but you know, uh, people <laughs> who who know me know me, and the people who've met me, they know how the fuck I really am, and I think you know like even after tyler's last fight i reached out to him i'm that guy even after uh uh, what's his name uh uh, not lily what's his name Uh, um the brumtown bomber after his fight attorney attorney. when these guys go through some tough fights i reach out to them because you know as another fighter i try to you know try to talk to them try to be like hey listen i hope you're doing well if you need somebody to talk to you know saying i got your back you know this is what we do we're here for each other and that's how i am and those motherfuckers could vouch for it but When I reached out to him and he took now this, I took this personal because I'm good with building up the fight, but he took a screenshot of what I wrote to him, which I'm going to explain to you. He took that screenshot and he posted it. Okay. It says basically, Hey, he didn't send the whole thing, but it says basically, Hey, let me give you a call real quick so we can clear up the air. And then he says, there's no need to talk. We're going to go to battle soon. I say, okay, great. What flavor ice cream do you want at the weigh-ins? The reason being, because I want to bring some ice cream, and I wasn't playing nice, and I was, was going to stuff it in his fucking face. But <laughs> but he takes that and poses it as if I'm some soft bitch. First of all, he still has not signed the goddamn contract. That is a factual statement. He has not signed the contract. He is still suspended from the Nebraska... Uh, uh athletic commission if you look it up right now he's still suspended he's still not clear so these are things that people do not see and i'm just trying to fucking cross my t's and dot my i's because i'm training my ass off to fight and i'll be damn if i get another last second of fucking opponent so this is what i'm trying to do and this bitch-ass motherfucker posts some shit like that bro you ain't do nothing dude you ain't do nothing what hey, the hell's going on are you are you-
0: Okay, and now, yeah, this this obviously makes us wonder: um, Are you worried that he will not be able to fight, well, and you his, will you you're going to well, end up with another replacement?
3: That's what I'm feel, but you know, I'm ready for anything, and then, you know, mm. Daddy Palomino, yo, bro. Yo the contradiction is ridiculous. So so he ha- he posts a video, right? Daddy Palomino, he's sitting next to him. I'm surprised he wasn't on his lap. He's sitting next to him and he's going, "Oh don't worry, Loco. You know, we we, we going to we got the contract. The contract's going to be signed. You know, it's just, you know, there's just legal things above." And then, you know, Good John sitting there like a good little boy like yeah, daddy. And then it comes, "Yeah, you know, Feb- uh, May 12th, we're going we're going we're going to go. We're going we're going to put on our show and and what do you want me to say, Dad? And like, bro, really? Bro, come on, dog. Come on. And then I go to New York, and I get a famous fucking rapper, right, to say, good, John, you fucking dickhead. You're going to get knocked the fuck out. And then That him- guy's so funny. Yeah, I love best. that guy. He's so funny. Yeah, this is his brand right here, too. It's fucking yeah. life. It looks like it's says- oh, Don't you, right. Don't
0: you ever disrespect me. I yeah, love yeah. that dude.
3: So I go over there. And I get that. And then his people are like, oh, you you gotta get your you gotta get your friend to speak for you. Oh, oh, oh. these motherfuckers don't understand. And I'm not saying anything in particular to a culture or, 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 or English people, but you motherfuckers are twisted. I don't know what's in your food or your water or those beans, but I don't think y'all understand American fucking comedy, bro. Y'all y'all are different. God bless. But yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna steer off that one.
0: All right, Tony, Tony, do your best, Nims, right now. Look right at the camera. Talk to Tyler Goodjohn. Say, don't you ever disrespect me. And then go ahead. Say something.
3: Bro, Tyler, don't ever disrespect me calling yourself a dog when you already know what I do to them.
0: <laughs> what do you Wait do a, a second. That? Wait a second. I thought I you don't them. do that.
3: I walk them. Oh, I you walk, walk, them. walk I them. Okay. Walk them. I'm going I'm I'm to oh, walk, walk that dog. You already know what time it is. Oh, my God. Don't, yeah, ever Kyle. Dis- don't ever disrespect me coming to my soil thinking you're going to take me out, pal. Not here. That guy is so fucking funny. One
1: day, Kyle showed me him. Only like a couple weeks ago, I discovered yeah. that he was a per, like a, a thing on fucking Instagram. And we watched like five videos in a row. And I was like laughing so hard that nothing was coming out of my mouth. He's like so funny. No sound.
3: But I walked into his story. He Squealing. Goes, he says, charge him double. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> Don't
0: He'll do like little ones where you have to know who he's talking about. Yeah. But like, don't you ever disrespect me looking like Beetlejuice. You yeah, don't be just like to some little dude. That, yeah. I mean, that shit is just yeah. so funny to me. Like, yeah, like a said, What's his name?
1: What's his name again?
3: His name is Nims. This is his brand. See, Nims. it looks like, it looks like Look the New York, up. but that's fuck your life. FYL, you see it? Nice, oh, yeah. Nice. I, I, I it hate a, it, but it's fine. Thought it was a, I thought
0: I, it. a, <laughs> I thought it was a trash ass Yankee hat.
1: I did too. I know. Oh, okay, I did okay. too. All right. I see where this is going. I see yeah,
0: where this you know. Going. Hey, hey, man. Let me tell you something. I I know that I know that um, you got a fight coming up, but I can't wait if to see if if you do get through Tyler Goodjohn. This puts you at five and zero, man. You you are still not in the top five. They got Chad Mendes still in the top five. They got Bobby Taylor. No disrespect to him, but he's lost a couple fights. Um, Robbie Peralta's only fought twice. Tom Schauf is like four and four. We love Tom Schauf, but like a guy who's four and zero, oh, like yourself, deserved to crack into that top five. Chad Mendez, no disrespect. Don't you ever disrespect me talking about the top five? But Chad Mendez should have never even been in there at one and zero. Oh, you know what I mean with his one win, and now and now he's gone. I, I would expect for you with a win over Tyler Goodjohn to hop two or three spots into that top five, maybe, you know, top three.
3: You know, honestly, yeah, shit don't matter to me anymore, bro. That that, that shit is, that shit is fake. Like it really is like, it, it's all cool. Like I, I like to look at the boxing rack and all that. Oh man. All that shit is fake, bro.
0: Jesus. Like, oh, Hold on one second, Tony. Howie, we were there. Howie, we were fucking there. We know he's retired. We what know he's saying? retired. There's Chad's retired. Levi, we love you too. But yeah, he's retired. We get it. Yes, yes but I'm yes, just yes. saying. Just saying yeah, but, you should have never but, even been in there in the first place.
3: But regardless, the whole the whole <laughs> thing is, you know, they want to push the guys that they want to push. You know, I'm I'm the black sheep pretty much of the 155 division. They still have me under welterweight when I took that fight on a short notice just to get my fucking feet wet. They still have me on the website. Today, they even made a post about me and put me at 3-0. I had to write, I'm 4-0. I'm going to get my fucking respect, whether I'm going to take it or I'm going to fucking dish it out. I'm going to get my respect because they're disrespecting me like I'm not a motherfucker who came from tryouts. Remember that. There's some good
1: tryout, guys. I'm telling you, these tryouts, they're worth it. I heard somebody back in the day be like, oh, it's a waste of time, the tryouts, blah, 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 blah. I was like, what are you talking about? And I just had to name one person. And unfortunately, Lorenzo. I'm sorry buddy, I didn't say Tony Soto. <laughs> but I said Lorenzo. that's fine. He's a fucking double champ. I'm like that yeah. guy right there he came from it. So I mean, and I don't think people realize that. I'm like he came from the goddamn tryouts, man. Look around, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Actually, uh, the one that you came from, there was a couple of guys on there.
3: Well, right now currently, I'm pretty much the only undefeated 155er that's bred born in the BKFC. Beautiful. If you don't look at that. That's me. Yeah. I am I am him. And it's just sad that I'm not even in that category with the top. Listen, I don't even care. It doesn't matter because, you know, I've been a black sheep everywhere. I've always been and that shit never fazed me. It just motivates me. And I always say the you know, the love overpowers the hate by two always. And with all the hate I have, there's so much more love behind that. So it doesn't even matter, bro. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not going to stop. It's never going to stop, bro.
0: Nice, yeah.
1: I w- you know, awesome. the it might have been when you were on the show two episodes ago. Yeah, I got a little worried because I thought we were losing Soto. I thought he was done, he was gonna be finished if things didn't yeah, work out. Tom. And I feel like since then, you started sailing, you know well, what I mean? You're, you're <laughs> starting to shoot off into the into space right now. now. Now, you're going after good, John. And like he said, you're gonna hit the top five, and then hey, title shots in that, uh, eminent after that, you know.
3: Man, man. Who knows? Maybe it is, or or maybe they give it to a fucking another debut UFC guy. Who knows? Maybe know.
0: one day you can scrap with Eddie Alvarez, huh?
3: You know what? That'd be would,
0: fucking awesome. I would,
3: I would love that. I would love that. I would love for maybe Daniel Strauss come up to one fifty five. You know, yeah, I, yeah. any of that stuff. Any of that stuff. Right now, doesn't matter. The task at hand is good, John. I'm not looking past him. I'm gonna. I'm looking at good John as. Um, I'm gonna think of it as as one of my best dances this is gonna be an amazing dance i got salsa merengue i got bachata emd fucking i got you know punk dance and any kind of i'm doing it all bro i mean we're gonna go out there bro i'm gonna have this dude fucking leaking from his ass that's how hard i'm gonna hit him in the stomach oh, He's leaking he's gonna be shitting blood for weeks Bro,
0: <laughs> you know what? We know that he bleeds, though. That's what I'm saying. That's why we, uh, people love to watch Tyler a good John uh, fight, whether he wins or loses. He's an entertaining fighter, bell to bell. So we do expect a war for Tony Soto on uh, May was it 13th, May 12th, May 12th, May 12th, May 12th. C
3: card in
0: Charlotte. Yeah, Mike and I will be there. By the way.
3: Mike and two- I two- will
0: be there. Look at that. Oh, yeah. That's an awesome poster. They're getting better with their posters, dude. They're, they're yeah. whoever's...
3: That's that's that one post I should have rough and I got a haircut after. Damn.
0: That thing is tough. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you. So here's the thing. Do you have a bunch of people coming out? You're, you're the king of, king of the Carolinas. You got a bunch of people coming? You know,
3: it is crazy about that. Like, that was like a spoof. You know, I was once in a blue, I did a spoof for the fights and I was like a spoof and now it's like a fucking thing. It's a I, thing. I got to ride that shit till the wheels fall off. But yeah you know yeah i i, fucking, I sold sh- a handful of fucking tables i got a bunch of people coming to support me um apparently i got a bunch of messages today i was on the radio today they were they were not saying oh, my name nice. and um there's a billboard on 85 that you know me and good john are, are shits on it like i didn't see none of this stuff because i'm Get so it. busy practicing and 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 you know performing and getting my craft to where it needs to be like you know, some people they stop. You know, fight week. No, bro, I keep going. I keep moving. I keep doing what I'm doing. So when I get in there, it's just second nature. You know, there's never been a, a stop or a pause. So I mean, I'm so fucking focused, bro. Like you have no clue. <laughs> yeah, no clue.
0: You you have uh you've been you've done nothing but improve every fight one one by one since you've been in the BKFC, and that's obviously what you do. You you live. I mean, you you learn from each each one, you make a little tweak here and there, you keep perfecting your craft, and now we'll see where this one gets you. But we want to get more people to that event, which means that we want to give away two tickets to BKFC 42 so somebody who's watching right now can go there live, sit probably pretty close to the ring because we get these tickets from the Extreme Bare Knuckle fan page and those motherfuckers yep. are not cheap. Those boys buy ringside seats. They buy. clothes. Big shout out
3: to those guys, man. They're, they're real big supporters, man. They share. Hell yeah, of, they they're fucking. They show awesome. a lot of love, and I respect that. And local loves you guys, but I appreciate that, man.
0: Yeah, yeah awesome those shout guys
1: out. are awesome. We've uh, had the pleasure of hanging out with them a couple times, and uh, yeah, man, they really love the sport. They share everything. They're all about the fighters. They're all about the fighters. So. And the fans, because here we go. They're going to get some free tickets to the loco show.
0: Free tickets. So, so we got, we got a couple options here. Do we want to go, do we want to, do we want to talk steaks? Do you want to talk fast food? Or do we want to talk Mike and Mish with Tony Soto history? What do you think? What do you think, Tony? What do you, what do you want to do?
3: I don't know. I honestly, those are, those are three phenomenal choices. Uh, I don't know if I, I'm not gonna knock on the couch. If I'm not gonna catch my cat's eyes open, then I know which one that bitch is knocked out. All right, <laughs> let's do number three. I like the trivia because I don't okay. know.
0: Okay, okay, Tony don't even Tony knows this. He He'll know, know the know answer, it. but he's, he's gonna know gonna the answer it. right away. The first person to tell us what BKFC event Mike and I met Tony Soto. <laughs> You tell us exactly what event. by Only num- answer, if
1: you can go to the show. Do not put an answer up if you yeah, cannot ser- go ser- and win if, these if, tickets,
0: please. If, yeah, if you can't win these tickets, and, and, get there, win these tickets and, and get there, don't waste our time. But if you want to win these tickets and go see him fight Tyler Goodjohn, <laughs> let us You're know what know. event he Mike and know. I met that guy. He was or right or if,
3: you, if you win these tickets and you, and you want to donate them to some kids or somebody around town, go ahead and do that.
0: Yeah, if Look you're an, uh, yes, if you're not a towner, hey, what hold on. show? It, what number? What number show was it? Not the city it was in. What number? Yeah, fucking nods And Brandon hey, Allen, we're gonna wow. bring you on in a minute, buddy. Just keep yes, hanging sir. in there. We gotta yes, give sir. these tickets away. What do we got, guys? Who somebody, knows? The somebody, answer? somebody gave you a hint right there. You just got to get the number of the event. BKFC, what?
1: Will you pay for my flight from the UK? I know, I know. Yeah, Tony said he was giving up his fight
0: purse for that.
3: No, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Boom.
0: There it is. Vince Anderson. Vince Anderson. You probably already had tickets, anyways. But Vince Anderson. (laughs) BKFC 17 in Birmingham, Alabama. We were introduced to this crazy son of a bitch right here, and you know what he said. I don't like podcasters and I don't fucking do podcasts. So fuck you
1: guys. (laughs) He did say
0: that. Did did you say who introduced us? No, I didn't say that, Yeah. but he got in a, the guy who introduced us got in a fight in the crowd that night. And Tony uh, helped him out.
1: I want, I wish I could, I could bring that up right now, but I took that off my computer. I have it on a hard drive. If
3: I can go back in time, I would have just watched. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh
3: my God! What
0: Brandon Lambert, though—that guy yeah.
1: is the one who introduced us. What, ooh, All right, history.
0: so so Vince, Vince, here's what you could do if if you uh, if you want to give them away, you're gonna you're gonna get them, but
1: he said give them away to someone else. See, this happened last time too. So we'll win some, and then we we'll also want them.
3: So I got an idea. So here's he, what we're gonna so do. He won the tickets. You guys send him. To me, and then I can fucking give them to the first two people at the door when they pull up, or something like that. You know, EK Extreme fans page. What do you think? Yeah, something. You know, let let, let those guys decide because there's probably a lot of people out there who haven't got tickets yet, or maybe some, you know, maybe somebody who's not doing so fortunate, and maybe the, these tickets will make their fucking day. You know,
1: <laughs> give them the absent and fucking they, they're they're in California. They ain't gonna. Yeah, get yeah, over
3: give there. it to them. Yeah, they fucking drive it. win yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> We'll
0: we'll get them to somebody, but yes, sir, Tony. Tony, it's always a pleasure having you on here, man. Um, we don't want to keep you on too much longer. So why don't you uh, say some final words to everybody? Tell everybody why they need to get to uh, Greenville and check you out on uh, May May 12th.
3: Hey, listen, I appreciate everybody. The support, the hate, all of it. It all means the most to me. It all motivates me. It's what gets me up out of the fucking bed every day. I'm going to tell you guys right now, win, lose, draw, Fucking bleed, cut, spit, guts, no matter what. I'm going and I'm going to put everything I got into this. I've put everything I got into this since day one. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep getting better. And I'm not just doing it for myself. I'm doing it for the fans out there. Love you all.
0: There he is, the man, Tony Locosoto. Mike, you got anything left for Tony? Ah, I can't ooh. wait
1: to see you next week, man. I just don't you know how to
3: flex my tits. I just started doing it. Ooh, ooh, sorry. That's, oh. the, that's, the,
1: that's the peck pop. That's, that's that for peck the, pop. Uh, that's for the after show. Save it. Yeah. <laughs> Save that guys, for the you
0: after. Guys, stay part. blessed. Love you guys. All right, man. Take it easy, Tony. Later. There he is, Tony Locosoto. That is guaranteed to be a bloody war on May 12th in South Carolina. I, you, we all know what what Tyler Good John does when he goes in there, and Tony has been nothing but impressive since he's been fighting in the BKFC. Um, how about we? do another trivia question a little later on and maybe somebody else can win these things. Now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's Vince, see. Let's see if we can do Vince, it. You
0: don't need him. So anyways, our next guest is the number four BKFC featherweight right now. And he's going to be taking on a guy who impressed the shit out of everybody back in Myrtle beach in his debut. A very young guy named Trevor Loken is going to be going in there for his second fight against our boy straight out of shift. MMA straight out of Tampa Superman himself, Brandon Allen. Hey, Hey. Hey. look at that. Ah, We love those shift MMA guys over there, man. That 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 gym's full of fucking sweethearts. That'll punch you in the face as well.
4: Hey, but but with a smile, though, with a smile. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) with a smile. What's up, man? How you been,
4: man? Wonderful, man. Just getting ready for this fight, man. You already know every day. Hard work make easy work. So
0: we are just doing what we do daily. Daily. Daily in that hot-ass gym that you guys have. Hey, man, that, yeah.
4: you, that's the dungeon. That's the, the dun- dungeon. That's the best way to be. Who needs AC?
0: That shit is. That is. Me, me and Mike went and visited these guys. They worked their fucking balls off. They sweat like they're in a damn shower the entire time because there is no AC. It's that hot Florida weather. And, and they just grind in there, man.
1: There was that one dude in there that was sweating like crazy. And you guys like were all like, yeah, yeah, he sweats. He had like a pool around him.
4: That's Doctor Chuck, man. But like, <laughs> if he grabs you, it's a problem. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're swimming that shit. Well, <laughs> d- yeah. Dave Mundell, the 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 uh, one seventy or yeah, one hundred seventy five pound champ, right there. Mister Mundell is uh, in the comments right now. It says it creates champions, and he's proof of that, dude. And now they they got you. You're in the t- you're number four in the featherweight division. They do have a belt coming up uh, in June. Kai Stewart and Louis Lopez will be fighting for the first BKFC 145 pound belt. So now there's going to be a belt in the mix there, Mister Allen. What do you think about that?
4: I should have it by the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I love I love the confidence, man. I <laughs> I'm, do.
4: To be honest with you, like I don't see nobody stopping me from taking it. Let's we're gonna get there. We're gonna do it. We're gonna get it by the end of the year. I like it. Yeah. You, you should be walking around uh,
1: that place afterwards. You know, if you go in there and you take this one, that's what you should be saying that everywhere and putting that in everybody's ears, let them all hear it.
4: Well, I want this one. Um, I want another one in July cause we back in, I think in Tampa. So I definitely got to do one at home, have to do it at home. Um, then after that, yeah. Like why not? Why not? I feel like I deserve that.
0: That's awesome. And and your 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 division is getting like really exciting. Actually, you got uh, you got you know yourself and Howard and Louie and Kai, which you guys been kind of running that division for a while now. But you also now throw uh, Daniel Strauss and Dat Wynn in the mix, oh, yeah. and uh, either one of those guys would be a nice nice They're little feather in the cap.
4: They're too little. I'm gonna be honest. They're too, too small. little. They're too small. <laughs>
2: they
4: too- It'd be fun though. Hey, I like to punch somebody in the face, but it's fun though. Um, <laughs> well, I'm down for whatever. If Jihad check off on it, you ought to know it's a go for me. I'll fight a bell if he say so. Hey,
0: hey, hey, who's the who's the guy you said that sweats a lot? You said Doctor Who, Chuck?
4: Yeah, Doctor Chuck. Uh,
0: okay, so that's why Jihad called him Lake Charles. Lake Charles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that dude, like I'm telling you, it was like a like a a little like a it was a freaking pool of water. I don't think people are understanding like yeah, it was you a pool. You like
4: can't even go on the inside too much or you're going to slip off. Man, I
1: don't know how you do that right there. That <laughs> shit is nasty as hell. <laughs> you're rolling all in it. Getting all <laughs> in your mouth and your nose and shit.
4: A, at that point, and it's deadly because he'll throw a jab and the sweat get in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like throwing salt
0: <laughs> in your eyes. <laughs> man. You know, you're fighting Trevor Loken. Right. The kid, um, the kid has, uh, I, I believe he has a handful of MMA fights under his belt. I think maybe they were all Ami, but I we watched them and he does have power in his hands. And he went out there against Marcus Brimage and and finished Brimage quick, um, you know, an, a UFC veteran. With that said, were you, um, were you impressed by what you saw about the guy you were about to fight on May 12th? No. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to see, though, right? You got to be
4: a – Because was a bum. So, show me
0: something.
4: Show me that you're better than me. But I don't like it. What you got – I don't think you than me. I don't think you hit harder than me. Um, I got the experience. I got the knowledge. I got a great coach. My coaching game is serious, man. So, big Rick in the corner i don't see any loopholes that's gonna like really happen i see are people way, and that's it
0: are you gonna have um the three-headed monster down there or is it just gonna be jihad and rick is uh is martin gonna make the make the trip
4: i think so i think so i hope so i hope so the family trying to come out we always try to come together when we yeah. get. Started.
0: i hope so too because it's been a while since uh you know, me and Mike and them we created the greatest rap group of all time, the most notorious uh Wichita's most wanted over there. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that?
0: <laughs>
4: no. I, I, I need a hit.
0: I well, oh. I okay, we didn't we didn't rap, but at least I I made a uh album cover. You know. I mean? <laughs> no, man, that that no, it'll be good to see everybody out there and it'll be uh it'll be good to see you back in there cuz you fought Marr. When was that? That was in Orlando?
4: Yeah, I think that was, what, November?
0: November. So. Yeah, that was the about Shady six Grady months. night. The Shady Grady <laughs> night. Not that yeah. Shady
1: Grady night.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was great.
1: You were on point that night, though. Uh, We were watching that in the back with a, a bunch of people were just around the TV. Like, you guys are on the right your five feet in front of us is a, a curtain and we could just walk through and watch it live. But instead, we're so lazy as Americans that we walked to the TV that's and we it. just, that's what it is. <laughs> we just stood at the it. TV. Yeah, look, we're like, oh, it's too convenient. We're not going to walk out there. Let's just watch it from here. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, it's something about convenience. Oh my God. We could have watched it live right out there, but we just sat there. We watched it on the TV because it's not like we watched two minutes. We watched like the whole entire fight of that TV. <laughs> that is but you know what everyone was there you know like everybody was back there watching and they were all saying great shit about how fucking on point you were you were like you felt the glow huh you got that
4: last dragon glow once i get into my groove man um i'm just getting more comfortable with the bkfc um i feel very comfortable i'm very confident now coming back into the bkfc um I'm ready. That's all I've been telling my count. Like I'm excited to get back in here. There ain't no nerves, no nothing. I'm like, I want to get back under these lights. That's for me. That's where I deserve to be at. That
0: um, that's why I'm surprised it took from November to now. What, that's about six. That's six months, seven months. Um, I you didn't really, you didn't take any damage in that fight, right? You were pretty much untouched. So, with the BKFC, they, they're, they're pretty. Quick to turn somebody around if they don't take much damage. So, was there something? Was there a reason why you took a break? Or who
4: Man, people ain't trying to sign contracts. Nobody know what wants. it is. Yeah.
0: Damn, dude. You know what? Uh, Aggravating contracts. Mike, Mike, and I um, got to meet one of our all-time favorite idol idols in the in the combat sports world this yes, weekend. Absolutely. Chael Sonnen. Shout out to him. Chael used to say, I grew up in the era that when the promoter called me with an opponent, I just signed the contract and I took it. This new era of turning down fights and picking and choosing who you fight is fucking bullshit. And I agree with him so much on that because if the fights make sense and one guy guy accepts it, then the other guy shouldn't have the right to say no. You know, I don't it know. I, I don't sense. like it.
4: Only if it makes sense. Only if it makes
0: sense. Like right. You. If it makes, if the fight makes yeah. sense.
1: Yeah. Not if you're like a, uh, your second fight and you got to fight the number two or number one guy. I mean, I get that. Right. Somebody's I get not that ready too. for that, but.
0: Or yeah. Or if like, if you, you know, you're, you're three, what are you? Three and two and one, three and one, two and one, whatever you are. Maybe it wouldn't make sense if you they were like, hey, we got this uh, debuting 135-er that uh, is going to take a fight against you at 145. Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess that wouldn't make any sense, but you're not the one turning down fights. It's other people. I just don't get it, man. I, I wish that... Uh, and then you suffer. I wish that wasn't a storyline.
4: But you always I always catch a duck, man. You always catch a duck, I? and I caught me one, so it's all right. Y'all going to be seeing me next week.
1: You know, I feel like you were this confident when you fought uh, Steve-O. I, I remember was, that's that's when we went to the gym. That's when and, we went there. Yeah, was, and you were dancing stupid. like Michael Jackson. Now. That's right. Yeah, you were dancing to Michael Jackson, <laughs> and it was it was awesome, you know, and you were just like, I felt like you didn't have a fight coming up. That's how you were acting.
4: That's how I feel. I, it's yeah. just another day in the office. Like, I train with world champions. I got Dave. I got Derek. I got Martin. Like I train with elite guys, so for me to go outside to gym and be nervous or scared of somebody else, that's insane.
0: You know, by the way, you were not dancing to Michael Jackson. That's right. We put that. I on. added the music yeah. to the video, and it like blew just bland, it just didn't it. You. So what happened was they were like Brandon. How- you should dance all the way down to the ring. And then you were like, you're like, maybe I will. And they were like, show us how you're going to dance. And you did this dance across the fucking mat. And I filmed it. And then I put it to Michael Jackson's beat, uh, beat it or you no, know, Billy Jean, Billy Jean. is not. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I put it on Instagram and it had like 20,000 views in the first 45 minutes or so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, it was weird how it just like, boom.
0: that was funny man Uh, um yeah you already said it man you you um you've looked sharp your last two fights you uh you come from a great gym you have the best dressed coach in the game um it's going to be a good time and and it'll be in if you beat trevor logan will be a nice a nice little victim another victory for you that'll put you at three and one in a division that you are absolutely in the conversation with and there will be a strap hanging around in there soon so uh very exciting things for you, my friend.
4: I can't wait. I can't wait. Like I said, I want to rack up at least three more this year. Um, now, do this
0: you one? do Do you have is is a weight cut a big thing? Because I feel like that's not for you. I feel like you don't walk too far over one forty five. I, I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> no? yeah? I don't know. Every time we see you, you seem <laughs> like you're in pretty decent, goddamn shape. Yeah, when so. I yeah. hear
4: when I hear whispers about a fight, I start cutting down slowly but show because I um i ain't gonna put no numbers out there but i, I get pretty high
0: <laughs> wow so trevor logan watch out you got a 205er cutting down <laughs>
2: <on> the, <front>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the superman himself that's unbelievable uh you got a nice you got a nice card that you're on too man um the main event's insane uh doug cold um cold red cold train he's looked good he's fighting um Blake LeCay's, and then you got Andy Wynn on there, Keith Richardson on there, uh, Truck and Carson versus uh, Tim Hester. That's like a yeah, fucking banger good. right there. Yep. So, we're going to be down there, man. We're going to see you down there in person. We'll hang out. We'll see the team. We have a good time. But before we let you go, we're going to speed round you real quick. And it's only going to be three questions, and uh, they're pretty funny. So, here we go. Speed round with <laughs> Superman, Brandon Allen. Number one, would you rather? Knock up your ex or smoke crack?
4: Smoke crack. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's easy. <laughs>
4: you
0: uh, that you do have to it. see you
1: smoke crack once doesn't mean you have to keep smoking that's it, but it. if you knock that's your ex it. up, you ain't getting rid of her. That's it.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a funny question. Ah, smoke crack. Here we go. Number two. Would you
1: punch your grandmother in the face for a million dollars? Yes. <laughs>
4: yes. I'm sorry, Grandma, but yes,
1: yes.
0: <laughs> A million dollars were really eighty percent.
4: dollars, like Grandma, like you don't live your life. I love you. Laid <laughs> <laughs> <it> on me. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, and hey, last one. You are the su- you are Superman. You are the Superman, uh, Brandon Allen. Who in the featherweight division is the Lex Luthor to you? Are Superman?
4: Nobody. No
1: one. No one. Not yet. Come you there. don't. Come no see...
0: arch nemesis.
4: No. Who?
0: Who? Love that answer, actually.
4: Ooh, I see too many glass chants. Too many glass chants. Is nobody standing in my way no more. Stop it. Let's keep going.
0: There it is. It's There's over. No
4: Lex Luthor. No, Le- no Lex, Lex Luthor.
0: He's just Superman. He's just running through right. everyone. May 12th, Trevor Loken. BKFC 42, Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, Brandon, do you have any final words you want to wanna throw out there before we let you get up out of here? Let's go. That's it. Let's That's go. It, Let's go. I mean, the confidence is running very high yeah. here. So
1: man a few words and much confidence. Hey,
4: see y'all on fight night. There's nothing else to say. I want Fuck y'all yeah. to see what I'm going to do that night. That's it. Plain and simple.
0: Oh, God. You got to be a fan of this guy. Mike, you got anything left for him? Yeah,
4: man.
1: I can't wait to see you down there. We can't wait to see you perform and uh, hang out with you and your crew. So, we'll see you we'll in see you a on
0: week, the, uh, We'll see you on the 11th. We'll get down there right before the weigh See you, buddy. Yes, Later. sir. Later. There he is, Brandon. Superman Allen. That guy is fucking great. I'll tell you. I, I really do. I, that team there is like... Not, oh. no, not to like blow smoke. They're like the fucking coolest they're people not. in the world. They're, they're like <laughs> they're not going to. We get along so well with everybody in that gym. They're, they're, they're just really easy to get along with people that can happen. That just happen to be able to really fuck people up with their hands.
1: Oh yeah, we uh, we we went by <laughs> there, and they were like, you know, stop by, shoot some, you know, shoot some film, do some interviews, and then. You know, Rick's like, hey, man, what do you guys drink? I I need to welcome you to my city, you know, and and he just comes by our our hotel room and friggin brings us a bottle. And and yeah, he just wants to show us around like he's such a nice guy, man. They're all nice guys. Good people love running into them. We're actually just in Denver, which is where we all hung out uh, the night. Before the fights, I think it was, we all went to this really fancy Italian restaurant.
0: Oh, yeah, that was fun. That
1: was, it was like Sissio's, Sissios or something like that. We were staying in a hotel just the other day right next to it. And a whole bunch of people were there. So I think there was like two or three tables in this place. And it was just BKFC people at each table. And we walked in and they were like, hey, come sit here with us. So we sat with them and it was, uh, it was a good dinner. I got some gnocchi. I remember it was very good.
0: Yeah. Who was that? It was like, it was... Jared and Crystal, mm-hmm. Jihad and his wife, and mm-hmm. Rick. Did Rick Rick have anybody else out with them? Or was no, it just I don't
1: think so. It was Rick it and Rick. then you and I. Yeah, yeah it right. was cool, man. And they
0: were busting balls because uh you eat like a bird. And we were talking right. like and we were talking about that before we ordered our food. Uh you ordered what you had and I ordered mine. And you, and you were like talking about how like you only order a little bit of food because you only eat small and like right. this guy eats like a fucking garbage disposal. And then jihad's wife, like I, I like fin I, I like never looked up. I was just eating and I finished eating and she starts laughing. She's like points at the plate. She goes, Remember what he said about the plates? Yeah. <laughs> I probably had like less two than one bites. tenth of my plate eaten
1: at that point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. That was fun. That was a good trip. And uh in man. that same restaurant, Mike, Mike Richmond's team was uh was in there. He was fighting Isaac Doolittle that weekend. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah Yeah, it was cool that was a cool time that was that was awesome but this time in denver was a little bit different and much more like much crazier like the wildest trip that we have been on to date this trip trumped them all at this point this was the event was crazy The lead up to it was crazy. The after party at Tom's watch bar was phenomenal. Like the whole thing was insane. Celebrities, MMA celebrities. Like it was, man, it was nuts. I can't even believe how crazy it was.
0: Can can I say this? Like we always preach that like fighters are like the nicest people. You like 95% of them are like the coolest fucking people you'll ever meet. There are some, you know, there's some fucking snarky dickheads out there, but that's in that's life. I just gotta say Chris Kamozi and his and his girlfriend Whitney Johns. Yes. And Beck Rollins and her husband. Oh my god. Were they are like
1: the nicest people? They're ever?
0: the fucking they were like the coolest goddamn people. So Tom's watch bar had the after party for Kamozi and Beck, and they like invited me and Mike to kind of like co-host it. They called it co-hosting. I don't even really know what that meant but what me and Mike took that as <laughs> yeah, I was, like, was is is we're just going to walk around and we're going to take pictures and videos with everybody and just really make sure that we talk to every single person in the room and really chop it up with everybody and create as much content as we possibly can. And Mike has like thousands of photos and like, there's so many in so many and, and it, like probably an hour and a half full of fucking footage. It, it's going to, he's going to be putting all that stuff out. They couldn't have been nicer in, and, and like, I don't know. I just I have nothing but good things to say about that party. That fucking party was awesome. Like you, you had everybody out there. The juggernaut hunt was out there uh, in, uh, in it mingling with everybody, taking pictures with everybody. Autographs were being signed. Chris Lytle was there. Cyrus fees was there having a blast dancing, singing the songs and stuff. Yeah. Um, Neil Magny was in the house. And you yeah. know what I said to Neil, Nice Stewart, dude, Neil Magny sitting there at the, standing at the bar. And I was, Hey Neil, what's going on, man? I'm Kyle. I'm, Kyle Mish, Michael show, that's Mike. He's like, oh, cool, nice to meet you. I go, I was in Arif John back in 08, 09, and 12, 13. And, like, his face like, <laughs> was had this shocked look on it.
1: Yeah, like, holy shit. Like, no. he was
0: at Camp Arif John in 07. So, I was like, uh, he, I was there, and you were there. And he goes, wow. Holy shit, I haven't heard the word Arif John in fucking years. And that is such a weird coincidence that like not about not a lot of people have ever been there. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, it's not a place that you'd ever want to go to just because because it's not
0: right. Fun. It's it's a shit, <laughs> it's it's a shithole. But it, we've we have that in common with Neil Magney. So I said that and Magny was cool as fuck. Kai Stewart was cool as hell. Um, Man, <clears throat> Chris Camozzi holds are. there, there's there they are right there. Yeah, you know, they were, uh, yeah, both of them right there. What, what a scene, man. And that place was absolutely packed. And that's what made made us feel, um, like, really proud of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the fact that uh, we could be a part of that and, and, like, have our logo on the poster of the after party, which was cool but it not be a dud. You know what I mean? Like, there's, oh, nothing, yeah. there's nothing worse than throwing a party and barely anybody shows up to it. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, That's like, yeah. It's like the worst shit ever. Yeah. This it, time.
1: It helps that the place is fantastic. And that Chris Camosi and <laughs> Beck Rollins are there too. And it was awesome because we had, they were there. And like Kyle said, there was all these other people there. And like, it was when we walked in the door, it was like a media. You know, walked in. People were downstairs yelling. I walk up the stairs and, uh, there's people coming in the door yelling. I, I look up, there's people hanging over the railing yelling. And in my mind, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be awesome. And as soon as I get to the top of the stairs, it's like Kevin Smith and somebody else. They were, uh, you know, Kevin is our uh, DJ soul.
0: Tony. Maybe and we were like,
1: oh, they start yelling and I turn to my left and there's absent minded. And Falcon 09, who's in the comments now, and they're frigging already buzzing nicely, screaming into the frigging camera. And then there's Tommy Clohessy and Chris Camozzi, and it just went on and on after that. It was so funny. Uh, Who got the drunkest, best storyteller? Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what. I was all over that bar. I talked to every table, every single person that was there. I took a picture and video of – I probably took over a 1,000 videos – I don't know some guys that were buzzing pretty good they could tell you the story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. No, there was But people um, were
1: having a great time.
0: It was it was a great time and and um what I thought was was super cool is like Chris Lytle w- was having like a blast talking with everybody and he actually told us that it was a he, like he was like this is a great like this is a great after party. The and, feeling was good, you know. Right, and then a um vibe there yeah, and then, guys, we got we got footage of Lorenzo and Chris Camozzi talking to each other about fighting each other, which was fucking cool. Yes, yes. And um, Lorenzo, had like, we have a picture of the two of them talking to each other, but the belt is on Camozzi's shoulder. Did you notice that? There's a picture with the belt on Kamo. Cimo- like, I don't know if Lorenzo put the belt on his shoulder or something like that while they were talking, but – I think that's a pretty cool thing right there, too. But, hey, we'll get back into that in a minute. Um, The guy we're about to have on, he is now one and one in the BKFC. He's an absolute fucking beast. His first loss was a doctor stoppage to a cut. I want to say over the eye, maybe, something. I can't remember. We'll let him talk about it. But this dude came out there on the biggest card in the history of the sport, in front of the biggest crowd in the history of BKFC, And come up with the second fastest knockout in BKFC history with a seven second knockout. It was over before I turned to look at the ring. Like, you know, we're always moving. I was like walking and I was walking to get to a spot to turn and watch. Yeah. And um, it was over before I even turned my head. Here he is. Goat combat agency's own knockout artist, Dylan Weinmiller. What's up, guys?
2: Yo, what's
0: going on, man?
2: I've been trying to figure out how to get in this room for a minute. I'm not very good at this stuff. So, (laughs) well, Uh, you're here. You did it.
0: You found it. (laughs) You made it, dude. You made it. Um, we were, you heard me just, you know, singing your praises right there, dude. Um, we went back and watched it over and over. You can literally watch this knockout 7,000 times in like a day. It's not bad. Um, talk, dude talk us through the experience of going out there in front of 8,000 plus at first banks center and, uh, and pulling knockout of the night on a card filled with fucking killers. dude.
2: Man, I had told several people that, that was my goal for the night was to win. I didn't know if there's gonna be a bonus or not, but I wanted to win knockout of the night with all those big names on the card. I thought that that would be a nice feather in my cap. And I'm glad that I got it. That wasn't a, that wasn't the plan. I was just going to hit him real hard once and see how he took it. And <laughs> how did he take it? it? He did, yeah. How did he take it?
0: How did he take it, Dylan? He didn't take it very well. <laughs> or he took the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he, ended- didn't leave, he didn't leave any left. No. No, man. We, talk, we talked to you that night. You were ecstatic. You were almost like – and maybe it's just your personality. You were almost like so in the moment that you – you were quiet about the whole thing you were just fucking standing there like yeah i i I just did that it was fucking unbelievable and you did it in front of a crowd that um if you would have been a little later in the card had conor mcgregor there you had fucking kamara Usman, justin gaethje cowboy Cerrone. so these guys chael Sonnen was chael was was up in the booth doing a giant segment on how quick this fucking sport is because of the knockout that you just did. They had to kill time and uh, who's better to kill time than Chael Sonnen singing, singing your praises as well. Him and Austin Trout talking about the pace of the, of this sport. Um, Yeah. You feel like this, you feel like you're made for this, for this, uh, for the pacing of this sport.
2: Yeah, man. You can ask anybody that knows me. They all knew as soon as I got, as soon as I got my first one signed, everybody's been saying it's where I belong, and they're not wrong. I I enjoy it a lot more than I enjoyed MMA or that I enjoy boxing or anything. I I love the sport because we got two minute rounds to just beat the shit out of each other. You know, you don't have you don't have all this filling out process of these five minute rounds and things like that. So. I think I'm built for it because that's it, that's my exact pace. I think if the time's running, we ought to be hitting each other. I I, I talked to you a little bit, right, yesterday,
1: uh, in sure. Messenger and you're not completely happy, right? You're a guy that isn't satisfied even when they have a great performance like that. Why why do you why do you think that? Why do you think you're like that? I just
2: I don't know. I mean, but I'm thankful that I am like that. It drives me to to train as hard as I do. But I don't really understand it. But yeah, I've watched it so many times. I hate it. I hate the performance now. I mean, I'm happy with the result, but I I left my hands down by my sides when I was finishing him. But I saw his eyes roll back. I was just trying to capitalize, but it made me look sloppy. I don't like it.
1: So you found that in seven seconds. You found that you left your hands low. Yeah, and that that's was funny. To make you be upset at yourself.
0: Dylan, do yeah. you have a nickname? Do you have a nickname? The dog. the dog. The dog. Okay. Maybe you should like be like the Doberman or what's a, what's a real fast dog. Uh, the Greyhound because <laughs> I, this, this is funny to me because I, I'm i going to say something here, but I'm pretty sure it's wrong. Right. Do you, do you believe that you threw 50 punches and landed 20 in seven seconds? No, I don't think. No, it wasn't it like 10. Didn't we count it that night? Didn't we yeah, count- there was Like,
2: there was like 10 punches and I only landed like 4 of them because he was stumbling around when I was <laughs> dude. My if,
0: if you go on the BKFC website and pull up the results of BKFC 41 and look up your fight in Yo, total total punch, puncher in the west. Total punch the fastest puncher in the west. Dylan Weinmiller threw 50 punches and landed 20 in 7, seven seconds. seconds. That is crazy. Maybe you should Ripper. be the flash. The flash <laughs> 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 uh, that's how do you the, even do that that shit is so funny that's oh how fast
1: God. you punch we didn't even see like uh, uh you know you know it's the, of them things man you know,
2: know what, i've had people comment and say i looked robotic after i knocked him into the ropes the way that i was picking my shots but i was really afraid i was gonna catch a forehead or the top of a head and break my hand oh so yeah like, kind of kind of weird about hitting him I was trying to find my angles on him and that everybody's saying I look like a murder robot,
0: but. Well, th- it also says that he threw 10 and landed five on you. So I, th- I think they got this little, little wrong here.
2: <laughs> no, he threw one that I slipped and that was my right hand connected. And from then he didn't. I don't know. He was, he was pretty much out by the fourth second.
0: Damn, so yeah, what?
2: they must have switched that with another. Yeah, point they, they got There's that. No that. way,
0: yeah. <laughs> they got that mistaken. Now your your fight was at one eighty five. I I, I want to say that that night I heard you say something about maybe going up to two hundred five. What is the future plans for you?
2: Um, I just want to go to two hundred five and fight anybody there. It'd be it'd be great if in a couple of fights I got you know somebody ranked or something. But I'm not. I'm not uh, calling for it, but it would be nice to clean out the 205 division is the plan. Um, you don't you don't want to anymore.
0: That that making 185 is a tough cut for you.
2: Yeah, man, I start out about 210 typically. So then, by the time I rehydrate on that night, I'm like 215, and I'm just tired of feeling that way when I fight. I'd rather fight a bigger fella and just feel healthy.
0: That's yeah, understandable,
2: I, man.
1: Yeah, I think about that a lot. I think about how well people perform their whole careers, and some people always fight at that lower weight, and it makes me think like, how good could they have been if they stayed at their actual weight and performed at a, at nearly a hundred percent? Because obviously, not you're never hundred percent, but yeah. you know, th- that's the crazy thing about it. Like you, you just sometimes won't know because you got a bunch of people fighting at sixty percent, you know, a, a, and and they're doing great. But man, it, yeah, it it, it leaves a, a a lot to think about, you know?
2: Yeah, that that was my fifth or sixth cut to 85 since I've been back. I took I took a long time off fighting before, but when I came back about 3 years ago, I don't know. I um uh, things were i was a whole lot bigger so i was fighting at like 205 and then i got myself down to 185 but i i can't do it anymore i had to quit lifting weights for three months before that fight to try to make 85 and i still only got to 88
0: you used to lift heavy right do you still
2: um no sir i do i do circuit training twice a week just for functional stuff conditioning i don't uh I'm more of a believer in doing a lot of conditioning, like bag work and mitts and things like that, applicable things to what we do, you know. So uh, I don't, I don't lift real heavy anymore on anything.
0: Yeah, I, I saw on your Instagram you used to, uh, used to throw some weight around for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I was, I was real strong, but I was 240 pounds too. So right. yeah,
0: that's a big, that's a big fucking guy right there. Um, and man, um, Scott Farley is always always oh, talking really highly of you and, yeah. uh, and he, he thinks that you're gonna wreak havoc in the BKFC if you know if they will allow you to. So hopefully um and I gotta tell you man that two oh five division can use some some fresh some fresh fresh blood up there because if you if you pull up the um the two oh five division mm-hmm. you got of course you got Lorenzo at the um at the top. Yeah, yeah. but then like, we don't know what's going on with Quentin Henry. Yeah. Um, Houston Alexander and Jeremy Smith are about to fight each other, but let's be honest. Houston Alexander is 53 years old, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know he'll, if he'll ever fight for the BKFC outside of Omaha, Nebraska. Those are his only fights for the BKFC. He's a hometown guy out there, and he has been, he's won fights that they gave him. Um, Gustavo Trujillo is yes. he he's probably never coming back. He
1: hasn't fought in cruiserweight for years.
0: Yeah, and then you and then Chris Camozzi, who got a nice win again the other day. So yeah. like that's that's just the top five right there. And then outside of the top five, there's there's really not a whole lot of names jumping off the page here. Now, so so you know if they did book the second fastest knockout in BKFC history up in two oh five, that might um. Jolt a little life into that, that weight class, man.
2: That's the idea. I mean, I want – I was okay with doing it to the 185 division, but I do want to wreak havoc and where I'm going.
0: You know who you should fight? Steve Uh
2: Anybody that give me a Steve contract. Steve
0: Tomahawk Council in July. Book it. Tampa. There you go. You got yourself a 205-pound fight. <laughs> you're welcome. The isn't,
2: there a, isn't there a card in Biloxi that is
0: there one? Is there one in Biloxi, too? But we were just talking to Brandon Allen, and he was talking about a, a card in, in Tampa. And Tomahawk is a Florida guy, so he would probably get on that card pretty easily. Scott Farley, you're going to watch this. If you're not on the plane right now watching it with Wi-Fi, you will watch this back. You will listen to me. <laughs> look at that fight
2: yeah did uh like, like i said anybody it really doesn't matter to me i'm just eager to um uh, prove some more i didn't get to show a whole lot did
1: feldman come up to you at any point after your fight and talk about your seven second knockout and come up and say hey what's you know this that was awesome can't wait to see you again anything
2: you hear anything or, or from shook or anybody um from shook yeah yeah I talked to shook for a minute but not from Scott he had he had a lot going on I mean like you could tell how emotional he was and how much he had put into that and how relieved he was and all that oh, stuff yeah. so I don't hold that against him any. I mean'm I'm, I'm sure he had a lot of things on his mind that not
1: compared to the last time you fought and you were behind the scenes obviously you got to walk around you got to go to lock rooms all that stuff you saw, you saw what it looked like at the last event you did and then you went to this event Was this not the craziest and like most cluttered in the back? Like it was right. Was it nuts?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy, but i did get a lot more room as far as warming up and things go though. There was a lot more, uh, individual rooms, you know, back there. I I liked that a whole lot, but yeah, it was, it was
1: cluttered. It was, it was wild where, where, where Kyle did the interview with you, like right there, that area they set that was up for busy, interviews, I, I think, and originally they were going to do interviews because they usually do that in a couple of different places. I think they used it one time because it was so wild right there and people coming back and forth from fights. They were like escorting fighters that had just fought through there. And if you <laughs> went the other way, there was a ton of wires, so you couldn't go that way. And it's like, man, we can't even stand here and you get run over. It was wild, man. Mm-hmm. That was a crazy night. It was
2: a really crazy night. It was man. It was enjoyable though. I liked I liked being so early on the card so that I could sit down and just take Enjoy. that. You know?
0: Enjoy yeah. <laughs> dude. Um, a lot of people were talking about this, but what did you think about um, when Feldman went backstage and spoke in front of the fighters? Yeah, w- would you ever think that you'd hear a um, prior to the event? I'm talking when when he almost like he almost got choked up. I was like, wow, dude, this guy is yes really opening up to these these fighters right now and he basically like admitted to you guys he's like i fucking literally put my house on this you know what i mean like everything every dollar i got everything that i could do to make this event happen i made happen because i believe that this is the one and you guys are gonna fucking go out there and do it like that was something man i was standing there i'm not even a fighter and i was like wow this is fucking awesome yeah,
2: yeah it, it lit a fire under me and Scott leaned over and was like, we're going to get knocked out of the night. And nice. <laughs> it yes. was, a, it was, that was a really, you could tell that was a really raw moment for him. And uh, I actually made a post about appreciating the guy earlier for putting on that big of a show and pouring so much into it. it tells a lot about a guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking something, dude, for sure. And, um, and the, the, the event hit on all cylinders. It really couldn't have gone better. I mean, it couldn't have get like with with the first few fights of the night. Yours, um, the first three fights. I don't think the first three fights made it out of the first round, right? Did, or maybe Jay Jackson made it out of the first round again. Yeah, uh,
1: well, it was it ended at the end of the first round,
0: basically. Oh, so three first round knockouts, it was two minutes. Row. Yeah, it was just like that's that's the way free prelims when when it's like the free view, man what better way to get somebody to be like those last minute people that are like, I'm going to watch the free view and see if I want to buy this pay-per-view and they're like, boom, knockout, boom, knockout, boom, knockout. They're like, you know what? I want to see more knockouts. That's what's up. like, <laughs> And then the pay-per-view delivered, man. It was just fucking unbelievable. It's a hell of a night for you in. Yeah, that was,
2: it was an enjoyable night from beginning to end, just getting to see all the, all the people that I consider celebrities, people I've looked up to for years and stuff, you know,
0: did, did you get a chance to meet any of them?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I talked to Eddie Alvarez for a while about, I noticed his mouthpiece had a really unique design when he was walking out. I'd never noticed that before, but the fangs in his mouth, like hold his bottom jaw still. And, right. uh, um, I had to approach him about that and see where he got that at, because if I'm being bare knuckle, I want one of those. So, he was really cool about that and stuff was getting me hooked up with the guy and stuff on Instagram. So nice.
0: How about, um, what about guys that were in the crowd? Did you walk around in the crowd at all? And like, get to meet? did you meet any of them guys like cowboy or you kind of look like you could be cowboy's brother, by the way.
2: Yeah, man. Actually, I've been told that before, <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, no, I didn't, uh, I've met, cowboy before though but i didn't go out in the crowd i didn't want to seem like a fanboy i'm like you pointed out earlier i'm just not a very emotional guy i don't really get excited about much of anything and like i it was cool that they were there but if they're not gonna if they're not talking to me then i'm not talking to them
0: so i love it i love the i love the uh i love the comp like the attitude and the confidence dude you're just a a stoic dude that can just go out there and drop bombs on people it's fucking great and I hope that the BKFC, um, I'm, I'm imagining they will bring you right back. Bring you right back. Steve Townsend, Tomahawk, 205. There we go. <laughs> land, land your ass right in that top five there. And all of a sudden, you're on your way, my friend. Um, Fantastic. With that with that said, we're going to run a couple questions by you real quick. And then uh, we're going to let you get up out of here. And uh, it's only a couple. But all it's right. a speed round with Dylan Weinmiller. You knocked out somebody in seven seconds. What I want you to do. Name three things you can do in less than seven seconds, in less than seven seconds. Go. Uh, breathe, blink. I'm drawing a blank here. Knock a guy out. <laughs> uh, there you go. Dude, I, uh, Mike asked me this question earlier, and I said, blink, cough, and fart. Like, boom, one second, my friend. here we go done and uh number two could you last seven seconds on a bull
2: we're never gonna find out
0: (laughs) never never
2: (laughs) no No, confidence there's (laughs) there's two things that don't make any sense to me in this world and that's slap fighting and bull riding i just don't understand the allure
0: oh that's good i'm
2: right there with you
0: put that on a t-shirt two things that don't make sense slap fighting and bull riding there we go boom and last question for you uh what's the craziest thing that happened to you when you were in high school tell us a high school story
2: um well that would be hard to um uh, to sum up first of all i've been homeschooled since the 3rd grade what so, yeah hence the awkwardness but um <laughs> I, I, I i didn't I mean, I It wasn't like I was the weird kid. I still had friends and shit, but like, pretty awkward. Um, I don't know.
0: That's don't a good know. enough but, answer for I, us, right I'm there. Say, dude.
2: I, I don't know that statute limitations is up on us, <laughs> things. Yeah, on things that I did as a teenager.
0: So you gotta gotta watch out for them homeschool kids, man. Yeah. They get out of the house and they go fucking buck wild.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. He's that crazy guy at the party. That's the homeschool guy.
0: That's fine. That's fine. Now the homeschool we'll kid it. is just knocking people out with his bare hands. So it is what it is, my friend. Um, Dylan Weinmiller, you impressed the shit out of everybody at, in, in Denver. Um, you got yourself a bonus. You got yourself on the map with the second fastest knockout in the, in, in BKFC history. And yep. we, we really, really look forward to see what they do with you next. Um, what do you got? Final words from from you before we we'll let you go. Um,
2: I just want to thank you guys for having me on. I want to thank my wife for putting up with the fact that I'm – well, I've talked to you guys a little bit. You know how obsessive I am. So I'd like to thank my wife for putting up with me for for all that. But uh, my sponsors, teammates, coaches, Birch Franks, Birch Franks primarily. That's it.
0: Fair enough. That's That's good enough, man. You did great at BKFC 41 looking forward to the next one. Hopefully yeah. they book you in, in another one quickly. Cause obviously you're only in there for seven seconds and you had a training camp for us. So yeah, uh, hope. yeah let's do this. Bye. Let's do this. Uh, Mike, you got anything left?
1: Nah, I'm good, man. Hey, take care. And I uh, can't wait to see you next one.
0: All right. I appreciate it easy, you Dylan. Thanks for coming on. You too. Later, All man. Right. Later. There he is. That guy. He's a uh, stoic. Like I said, he, he doesn't, Calm he does he doesn't show the what is it the C, the cerebral assassin right there. There you go, man. Um, yeah, like I said, I was walking to try to find a nice position to take a look at this fight, and then it was over before I took four steps. It was done, dunzo. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was just that was just one incredible thing that happened on that evening. Um, yeah. Big Ben mentioned nobody's talking about Clay Guida, but, dude, if we were going to name everybody that was there, we'd be here. I mean, fucking. Reason, I don't um, think we ever said Kamaru Usman yet. You know, was, Trevor Whitman was there. Yeah. Drew Dober. Um, Kamaru and his brother Mo were there. Rose was, Nama Yunus. Justin yeah, Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje. Um
1: it, it the it was nuts. The
0: the Yellowstone actor that plays Rip, whatever that dude's name is. He was the he there? A, it, supposedly he was there in that I heard section. he was he gonna
1: down. go. I heard he was gonna go, but I didn't see him.
0: Dwayne yeah. Ludwig. Yeah, yeah it, it was The like, whole
1: night was nuts. It was too much to oh, do. Oh, and
0: and then also um that guy showed up conor
1: mcgregor
0: so did i did did i tell the story about the mac life guys to this audience that's watching right now i don't think so i don't think so so guys you want to know what's really cool about this fucking crazy ride that me and mike are on right now um so we've been getting to go to all these events and and thank god like thank you to the bkfc for giving us the opportunity to go to these things it's fucking great yeah so we're backstage we're backstage and we're hanging out and like the schmo's right there. And, um, the, it was a the super nice guy, by the way, the uh, MMA mania was right there. And then we're talking to these, these this guy, and he, his name's Oscar, Oscar from uh, Mac, Oscar Life. Willis, I think. Yeah. So we're talking to Oscar. Oh, yeah. The Dotson Bros were there. Jesus. Yeah. We can't, yeah. Um, dude. So I'm talking to the Mac Life guy, Oscar, and I go, so. Being from Mac life, I'm like, you guys, um, do you guys ever like communicate with Connor? Very like, I expected him to say no. I'm like, do you guys, you know, ever talk to Connor? Is he involved at all? And surprisingly the guy goes, yeah, we talk to him every day. He's very involved. I was like, really? I wouldn't have expected that. He's just such a busy guy. I'm like, um. Is he? What is his? You know. So let me ask you. What? What's his opinion on bare knuckle fighting? Is he into it? Is he into BKFC? And he goes. He took like a pause. He goes. I don't know. Maybe you can ask him tonight. And this was at like six p.m. Yeah, this is early. And I'm like looking at him. I go. Tonight. He goes. I go. He's gonna be here tonight. And he goes. He goes. He's been absolutely obsessed with the Mendez Alvarez fight since they announced it. Yeah, absolutely obsessed. And he's been saying, I'm going to be there for that fight since they booked it. And supposedly he's on his way. And I'm like, no fucking way. And he goes, but also Connor is very busy and he says he's going to do a lot of things and then he doesn't do it. So maybe he'll be here. Maybe he won't. But I was like, holy fuck, man. Just the thought of the possibility of him being there. I was just like blown away. I'm like, he's actually considering coming to a BKFC event. Yeah. Now, two but hours. He did late. also
1: say like, uh, he might not be here because he says a lot of things. Right. That's what I said. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: So, so then like a couple hours goes by and, um, you know, and, and, and I actually like, whispered it to falcon 09 and absent-minded or like earlier that night i was like you know inside info you might see conor mcgregor in here tonight there's, keep there's that shit chance. quiet don't don't post anything but and sure enough they did like he came out and i had completely forgot about that shit. and then like yeah me too misfit comes out and then he comes out and the fucking place goes yeah. he was standing next ballistic. to the
1: ring, uh, next to the walkway, like when she came out, like
0: <laughs> just ballistic. Like that's a loud that's a loud place. Like we've said this before. Denver, the sound in that place is so incredible. As a fight fan, the the energy in that arena is just off the fucking charts. It was unreal, but was unreal. Connor's like a different entity, though. When he came out, people went fucking like nuts. Like they they absolutely like lost their fucking minds, and it was turned um,
1: everything up a few notches. Everybody was like, every single person. Just imagine that every look at what Ben said in that entire place. If yeah. the
0: volume was at 15 for the fights when he came out, it was 30. I am, he's and, not and joking. It and went it up.
1: stayed at like a rumble from there on out. It, just imagine every person in there pulled out their phone and took multiple pictures and video at that very moment. Like every single person had their phones out. Didn't matter. It was, it, it, it was insane. a, it was
0: like, um, it was a moment, uh, in, in my life that I'll always remember because I've never experienced something like that. Like, Connor's level of fame is so yeah. high right now. Yes, he's on a different level. He, it and he fought Floyd Mayweather, but he's on like that Mayweather thing where like those he's guys are man. just they're they're on a different planet. Yep, and they do whatever the fuck they want and like love them or hate them, people react to them, and it was crazy. And then he comes out there. Beck and Misfit have this fucking two round war.
1: Unbelievable fight! Oh my. God, two round I'm war. so mad that that fight got stopped. It was they, so good. It was so both,
0: good. They both said they'll run it back, though.
1: And and, they and Connor was getting into that fight so much, and then Feldman's jumping up, and they're fucking on the side of the ring, like throwing shadow punches and shit. And he's yelling, like I'm telling you, it was such a good fight. People were going nuts,
0: and oh, then and man, then it I'm stopped. And then it stopped. It, because it of really cry. did.
1: Like, go, oh no, it's over. What? Because yeah, yeah, it was sucked. really getting people lifted.
0: Because the doctor stoppage almost like took the wind out of everybody's sails yeah. for a second there. Or it did. But, like but everyone was it like, did. <gasps> but then, then Eddie and Chad come out. Yeah, the walkouts. And then Eddie and Chad's walkouts were phenomenal. Chad coming out to to the Aaron Lewis song for the for the last time. He's been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I re- dude, I remember my, like my favorite UFC pay per view is UFC one eighty seven. I think it's 187 or 189. Whatever the one he fought Connor on. And Sinead O'Connor sang that yes. Irish war song for Connor, And then Aaron yep. Lewis played that country boy song for Chad. And I'll they were never standing
1: above the walkway yeah, like where they the were entrance playing on they were stage there. With
0: all the smoke and shit. He come out to that. And then they proceed to put on... One of the fucking greatest fights you'll ever see. That shit was so back and forth. They were beating the shit out of each other. They both landed early knockdowns and they both landed very late knockdowns. They got Connor
1: down and he was beating him up on the ground. And Connor was talking shit.
0: I'm talking about the fucking I'm talking about this fight. Oh oh, oh,
1: oh, my bad. Sorry. I'm talking about Uh, I I thought you were talking about that
0: fight. No, no, no. And I said, and then you go to this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then I I I said this Saturday night, Eddie and Chad make their walkouts. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then Eddie and Chad (laughs) proceed to do this fucking fight. Yeah. That will go down in the books, man. And Eddie himself called it the Stefan Bonner, Forrest Griffin fight for the BKFC. It's it's the one that puts them over. Yeah. And I think he might be right, dude. I think he might be right. I hope so.
1: It was it's really crazy. Yeah. Uh, this was, whole thing was nuts.
0: And then Mike Perry, and we can't we can't end the night without fucking talking about Mike Perry. Um, Mike Perry is pure fucking I was gonna say gold, platinum, pure platinum. That fucking dude, the whole time, the press conference, the weigh ins, the fight, the post fight, the post fight press conference, everything about that dude is fucking. Now that he's like grown up a little bit, like he was a little bit of a wild card in the UFC and he was getting in trouble outside. And remember he went through that phase where he like kicked the glass door and cut his leg and fucking yep. hit the old man at the bar and like was getting in trouble for saying different, saying the N-word even though he had the hood bass. All that shit. All that stuff I think is behind him now. And now that he's like married with children, yep. he is um comfortable with just being himself at like i don't know i think he used to turn it up like he used to try to you know get a little fucking nuts i I think think he is a little nuts but i think he but i think he used to like crank it up to like really put it out there you know trying to get him get himself to to be somebody famous i don't know if he was like chasing fame or whatever i assume
1: that's the type person he is
0: No, I think he actually admitted that. I think he fucking said that once he realized that, um, you know, he doesn't have to fucking please anybody. He can just be his absolute self. Yeah. And now, and now you like put a microphone in front of him. He's just fucking perfect. Funny. Hilarious. Always funny. Viral every time. But he can also scrap in this sport and the sports kind of made for him, even though he has tiny hands. (laughs) he talked about him too. remember he said he was like yeah he burned me with that burger king joint (laughs) but yeah but uh yeah where i can't yeah but burger but you know what he went in there he fought we we know that luke rockhold weighed 203.5 when he got there yeah 203.5 the night of the fight
1: what the hell happened with his mouthpiece what, what is going on? Does he not, did he not like get a good mouthpiece? I feel like with Luke, bef- he's fought for this long and was a UFC champion and he didn't get a, a good uh, yeah. mouthpiece. Like, I don't understand I don't know what, that what happened there.
0: Yeah. I don't know what that's that weird. About. Like he, what was he using? Was he using like a Walmart, like a Walmart fucking mouth guard that you get from the sporting goods section? I think there? so. That can't be like, they did. was it one of those situations where like. Remember, we've been to events before where like somebody lost their mouth guard and they had to find a gym somewhere around. Yes, yes. Was it Arnold Adams?
1: Yes, I think so. It was
0: Ar- Arnold, Arnold could look. Find- all-
1: yeah, because I feel like we were we trying were to-
0: trying to find like a real like boxing a good place yeah, 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 that yeah. sells good mouth guards, and he ended up using like a fucking one that you would buy from anyone. And he won, so you yeah. know.
1: And he didn't um, get his teeth knocked out, so that's good.
0: Right. So, but this one here, I don't know. But they said it was like a shitty mouth guard or something like that. But man, he was he was doing all right until that until he got the fucking hard right hand to the mouth that kind of like ended everything for him. Um, I would have been curious to see how how the rest you know another round or two would have went if Mike didn't break his teeth and his jaw.
3: Yeah, because I, yeah, I think I mean, his jaw is
0: fractured as well.
1: Yeah, that, that fight was good while it lasted. It was good because Rockhold caught him with a couple of stiff ones. And yeah. he did the same. So I was like, Oh shit, because you saw like Perry be coming forward and he'd get cracked by Luke and completely stop. You know what I mean? It would it would just freeze him up for a second. And yeah, I was like, Oh, this is gonna be a good damn fight. And Perry's yeah. walking him down, walking him down, craft him with that good one. I didn't even what's crazy is when when he paused and you know the fight actually stopped. Yeah. I mean, I guess it surprised everybody. It surprised everyone. It surprised the shit
0: out of Mike. You saw, you saw Mike Perry's face. He was was like like this.
1: Yeah. Like what?
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, listen, you know, a lot of people were talking shit then, but then, and even after he put the video, a lot of people are talking shit. it's like, well, I mean, the guy got his whole freaking mouth fucking punched in and a uh, big ass busted lip and he knew he was done. So if he got punched one more time in that mouth could have really messed him up. I don't know. You know but he I was think, done and I don't think he wants to do it again.
0: You know what I, you know what I love? It's, it, there's a lot of people out there it, that, that'll just trash him, but those people would never step in a ring to, if their fucking life depended on it. So yeah that's the that's the best part about it. I love the people that are are quick to criticize fighters for something that they did inside a ring. yeah, when they, in in a million years, wouldn't step their feet inside that fucking ring themselves. Nope, so never. you know those keyboard fucking warriors should just shut the fuck up straight up. Just shut the fuck up. These guys are
1: training <laughs> to punch every day. They're punching things every single day so that they can punch as hard as they can when they hit you in the face. So
0: <laughs> let me, let me ask you this before we wrap this up. We have a, we have another big show tomorrow night. We had a pretty cool, cool set of guests, uh, guests tomorrow night as well. Um, we'll tell yeah, we'll you, we'll have to try are. to
1: give the tickets away again, because we always got someone on here trying to win tickets. That should not yeah, be, we, we gotta, stop, we gotta stop that. nonsense. Okay.
0: So I want to ask you this, Mike, what do you think happens? with Mike Perry now, he that was the last fight in his contract he clearly loves this sport and he clearly says that he was built for this sport and he, he called himself the face of the sport. Yeah. With that said in how successful this event was, David Feldman has to be bringing him back for a multi-fight contract. So what do you think? Let's just pretend that they've already decided they're going to bring him back for three more fights or whatever. Yeah. Who do you think he should fight next? Do you think it should be somebody outside of the roster right now? Like maybe a Darren Till or Cowboy Cerrone if they were going to go after um, somebody like those guys, or should I, he fight Mondell for like, who do you think?
1: Well, me as a bare knuckle fan, I would, I want him to fight Mondell.
0: Okay. So do I, I, I mean, that
1: him- that's, that's easy for us to say, you know what I mean? Because we're, we love BKFC. We love the fighters. We're into, you know, who's where in the ranking, you know what I mean? Like we're into it, we're way in, but unfortunately that's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I feel like they're just going to, they're going to use him for marquee events and they're going to go and they're going to pull somebody like, you know, um, like Cerrone, like you said, and they're going to try to get someone like that to come in. I think it could be till or it could
0: be, you know what? Connor Tierney put a post up yesterday. Yeah, And I got to tell you, man, I liked what he wrote. He said, Darren Till, Mike Perry, main event, Connor Tierney, Paul Daly, co-main, Wembley Stadium. Yeah, that's cool. I was like, whoa, I actually like that one. I do like that one. I do, as a bare-knuckle fan, I do want to see him fight Dave Mundell. They have a history together, and I think that would be awesome. But I also that if they were going to try to put another card on in London and, and like blow that shut that shit up, um, you could do that. You could, you could start off by building your card with those two fights right there and work your way down. And, uh, yeah, I really liked that post that, that quarantine put up there.
1: Yeah. That sounds like a good one. And, uh, bringing them back over to the UK. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, who somebody wrote Eddie Alvarez. I do like, I do like that. I thought that that was a fight that they would have looked at. Um, Russ put that BK uh, extreme BK fans page put Eddie Alvarez. And that was when we had Mike Perry on this show, he said he would love to fight Nate Diaz or Eddie Alvarez. So Eddie and Mike Perry would be fun. Um, Derek Gates is in the comments. He said McGregor as Judith. Of course, if, if, if that yeah. was ever a fathomable possibility it's but it's really not as long as he has two more fights on his uh, UFC contract and he's probably not even going to fight two more times you know what I mean
1: yeah I I fucking uh, like I would love to see him fight but but it's gonna be let's just say when he does finally fight bare knuckle it's gonna be years from now years
0: well Okay. Uh, now fun, you know, I man, like this conversation. I like this conversation because people are, are throwing some things out there right now. Big Ben says him and Masvidal in Miami. I don't know if Masvidal would ever fight for BKFC because he has game bread, but that one I yep. like. I like that a lot. Yep, um yeah, Connor
1: Streets back to, you know, Connor McGregor. I
0: mean, dude, Connor McGregor and Mike Perry in a Wembley Soccer Stadium would be fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yep. Um yep. Eddie Eddie yeah. He's, Light, but I think is. I think him and Eddie can meet at 175, and it would be a great fight. Listen, we just saw Mike Perry fight a guy that was two fucking weight right. divisions bigger right. than him. Weight weight classes really don't fucking matter in the sport that all that much, unless you're you know if you're you're not going to throw a 155er against a 205er. But you know this right. one, if it's this a couple divisions
1: and they meet. It's it's, it's look at Perry, Perry won that one, and it's happened.
0: yeah man unbelievable unbelievable what saturday night did for this sport and this company and what's it what's it hold up on this one connor and perry in madison square gardens yeah well they'd have to they got to the um the casino in new york because it was on tribal grounds but the, the the new york athletic commission is fucking not gonna let that happen no it and, uh, and hey, that be- place
1: is massive too. I guess Conor McGregor could sell it out though.
0: Hey, um, before we go, big news um, announced today. You got a graphic for it?
1: I do have a graphic for it.
0: Because uh, welcome to Atlanta, where a play is play. Um, I would really get excited about a uh, BK at BKFC event in Atlanta, Georgia, sometime soon because it's now legal in the state of Georgia. Doesn't have to be Atlanta, but that's the first one that pops in my head. Yeah. Um isn't uh isn't that Joel Moore's stomping grounds? That's right. And he Let's said it, it
1: today. He said he's gonna win a title in this in Atlanta. That's what he said. That's what he said. I, I love it, man.
0: More states.
1: Uh, more fucking states, man. It's crazy. Soon we'll be talking where there's like only two more to knock off.
0: Yep. Yeah. Joe Elmore will be on that card. Absolutely, he'll be fighting uh, uh He'll be fight. He'll get himself a. You know him and. I wonder how soon they're gonna book one in in Georgia. Cause, yeah. Because we we got some cards already lined up in the in the foreseeable future. We got three or four of them coming up, and there's there's some guys like, I would love to see the winner of Elvin Brito and Trinidad Snake fight Joe Elmore in Georgia. I would. You know what I mean, I like that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, there's some there's some good ones that they could do, man. It's uh it's exciting times for the BKFC. Um do we have a graphic for tomorrow night's uh show or are we just gonna tell them? So here's what we're gonna do. Tomorrow night we're gonna give these tickets away to somebody who can actually go to the event. Yes. But we're gonna talk to the um the one that set the internet on fire when she won her BKFC Thailand debut, and then she lost her second fight in a extremely tight decision loss, which I thought she won that fight personally, and I'm not. You want me to put around. this graphic up? If you want, Ty Emery will 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 start us off, and then we're gonna talk to the second half of the BKFC 42 main event, Tyler Goodjohn. And then we're gonna wrap up the show with the big man himself who put on a clinch game clinic with Josh Copeland. Josh Copeland, maybe the toughest man on this goddamn oh my planet. God. I um I was looking at the stats of that fight and now I'm questioning They them said because- they
1: threw like each one of them total together, their combined punches with thirty, I think.
0: What? 30?
1: Yeah, yes, yes. Based on the uh, count by uh, the BKFC website, 30 total punches were thrown in that fight, and only four landed.
0: Four landed?
1: Four landed the whole (laughs) fight. It was intense.
0: It's the... But Mike, this one—that's yeah, so funny because of what I said earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah, this one actually yeah. does. We're in yeah. seven
1: seconds. Fifty so, shots were thrown, and then ten from the other guy, and five landed. Except he got knocked out like immediately. <laughs> but he didn't throw any punches. So, hey, was he punching it, at the ground while he was falling?
0: If you—if—if if this is correct, which I do actually believe that these numbers might be very close to accurate, Ben Rothwell to, threw two hundred and sixty-five and landed one ninety-one. And Josh Copeland threw 190 and landed 96. two two hundred and seventy plus fighters, two seventy two versus two hundred and eighty six pounds, and they throw and they landed or they threw 400, pu- 400 plus punches at each other in three rounds. Nice. Ah, uh, that fucking that, that fight. That's was a good a, one. Was crazy was and so and good on that co- corner for throwing the for throwing the towel in, man. That was. Beautiful cornering for uh, Copeland. Um, Yeah, so tune in tomorrow night. Ty Amory, Tyler Goodjohn, and Big Ben Rothwell will be on. Um, Thank you to Tony Soto, uh, Brandon Allen, and Dylan Weinmiller for coming on tonight and talking with us. And uh, if you guys have not seen BKFC 41, all the fights are now on the app, available. Go back, watch them incredible card if you're watching our show i'm assuming you watched that event already but if you haven't go do it um and that's all i got until tomorrow night what do you got for these people mikey
1: i'll see you all tomorrow i'm ready to go to sleep
0: gotta go to sleep peace